A few more notes before we get into the show. Would really appreciate a rate and review five stars. Even if you don't want to write a review, you know, you don't want to hit type words, that's fine. Scroll down, just hit five stars while you're listening to this podcast. Goes a long way in helping me keep it free. Additionally, drafters.com. You will hear me mention drafters.com a bunch. I'm beginning to love this platform. I've been doing a ton of NFL best balls and a ton of PGA contests on their app. It's very smooth. Love it. Reminds me of a former app that was bought out and no longer exists that I really used to love. But anyway, if you want to play in these PGA tier contests or this NFL best ball championship that they have going on over there, the best way to do it to start out is to use the promo code PAT at deposit and you will get 50% added to your first initial deposit. So if you deposit $100, they're going to give you 100 and 50 to play with. Can't beat that. All right, now let's get into the show. You are listening to The Riding NFL DFS Podcast with Pat James. Coming to you a tad delayed for the Wyndham Championship because I've been playing golf. For the last two days. Um, also had a little bit of a doctor appointment thrown in there. So things have been hectic. Been on the course for, you know, I've played 36 holes over the last two days. It's been great. We hit Morikawa. We almost hit Scotty Scheffler first round leader. He ended up staying up the top there. So we got him to top 10 and top 20. Just a great week. I mean, you know, I had bigger bombs out there. Um, and pretty much like, I mean, this was probably the best card I ever put together. Um, at no point was I downtrodden about my chances of having a winner this week, right? Like Xander made a run. Justin Rose made a run. Daniel Berger made a run. Even, you know, uh, late Friday, Adam Scott looked like he was making a run. There was always one or two guys on the card either at the top or within a stroke or two of the lead. So at one point we had, I think, I think Berger, Rose, Morikawa, and Xander were all either in the lead or a stroke or two back. It was a great weekend. The drive on 16 will live in infamy. Put some 10 feet, 12 feet for Eagle. Morikawa sinks it. Um, and what I was going to say is, of all the guys I had, to win this event, I even though I had bigger numbers, you know, Rose was eighty-five to one, Scott was seventy-five to one, um, Berger, I we had we got at seventy to one, I think. Morikawa to win was <clears throat> just something that I, you know, when the day started, I knew it was going to be him if it was going to be anybody, and I'm glad it was. He's a great kid. I want to see his career really uh, take off, but. I'm not going to go into too much about the the weekend. was awesome. Already ordered PGA Championship Harding Park gear. Um, I'm pretty sure everything in the in the store is like 60% off. So get over there and buy some things because they probably had a million things printed and made up to to have in the tents. So all of these events in the merchandise tents. So all of these events are really giving, basically giving away their merchandise. Like, I would even go, like, and look at the 3M stuff and, 
you know, the, the FedEx St. Jude stuff because they definitely have a lot of stuff made and, and <clears throat> merchandise made and ready to go that they aren't going to be able to unload because of, you know, there's nobody on the property. All right, let's get into the Wyndham Championship. A quick preview. I'm not going to be too long-winded today. You know, I did basically two 40-minute episodes for the PGA Championship last week. This week, it's a little bit more cut and dry. Okay, so it is a Donald Ross Design Sedgefield Country Club, uh, par 70. Webb Simpson, you're going to hear this from every single person you listen to or read a column from this week. Webb Simpson lives on this course. Um, he named his daughter Wyndham after this golf tournament. So um, we'll get to that in a minute, but I'm putting a pretty hefty bet in on Webb, despite the fact that I found him at, the best number I found him at was 11 to 1. Um, the two par fives are fairly easy. Uh, 509 and 553, they have... Basic, both of them basically have over 50% birdie rates and over 3.8% eagle rates. Number five, which is the 509-yard par five, is almost has a 6.5% uh, eagle rate, which is, um, you know, one of the probably one of the easiest holes on tour. Um, this course in general plays as one of the easier tournaments of the year. We'll probably see a winner in the 20s if you take a look. At, and this is all powered by Fantasy National. Um, if you take a look at how the finishers, the top finishers, did uh, over the course of you know all the tournaments that have been held at Sedgefield, <clears throat> strokes gain approach again comes in very very high. Um, it's going to be the top strokes gained metric every week for the most part, but putting also comes in, and it's because these greens are very easy to hit, so it, a lot of times it does come down to who gets the hot flat stick, so strokes gain approach, strokes gain putting, and then a little bit of strokes gain off the tee and around the green are baked into that, um, you know, the average strokes gain per round for the top five to ten finishers. Um, if you look at scoring, par 5 scoring is, is pretty important. Obviously, if there's only two par 5s on the course, you can't go around parring and bogeying them all week. You need to gain strokes on those par 5s. Um, relative to other courses, uh, the GER rate, the greens and regulation rate, is a lot higher at this course. Um, the driving accuracy rate is a lot higher at this course. The scrambling rate is a lot higher at this course. It's just easier to get around. So we want guys that are going to make birdies. We want guys that are going to have opportunities to score. Um, you know, a guy that you would think uh, is more of a plotter, you know, a guy that you want to take at a Harding Park maybe that you think is going to save a lot of pars. It's not the guy that you really want to take here. You want guys that are going to be stuffing them in close, making a ton of birdies, potentially some eagles. Uh, there are seven holes between 400 and 450 yards at Sedgefield, so that will be baked in to the model. And then if you take a look at the required approach distances, it's 150 to 175 is the most frequent approach, but then everything from 125 to, to 200 
uh, also is in there as well. So no, nothing really separates itself on approach. Probably 150 to 175 would be the most common. Okay, let's first talk about who I have win bets on. Um, I, I tweeted out yesterday that DraftKings was doing this promotion where if you bet any amount of money on the Lakers-Nuggets game, they gave you a free ticket. And depending on the amount of people that bet money, the free ticket got higher. It got up to $74. That's, that is what I'm using. So it's basically a free bet. It's a free $74 bet on Webb Simpson at 11 to 1. I think it's going to return 8-something. Um, so that uh, it's on the card this week, but it, it's not included in my bankroll. Uh, my bankroll is actually going to be, I'm going to use a little bit less my bankroll this week because obviously I have the big bet on Webb. I think that one is just the one that's going to cash, hopefully. Uh, so not using a ton, saving it up for the playoffs, the Masters, the U.S. Open, uh, coming down the stretch here. I also have a bet on Ryan Moore at 35 to 1. Um, he rates out really well for this course. He is sticking it, um, sticking his approaches. He's 14th over the last six or seven tournaments uh, in approach. He also, you know, one of the things that I really like about Ryan Moore is he has played Sedgefield really well. Uh, he rates out in the top 10 in strokes gained at this specific course. His form is pretty good as well. I mean, he and the, the par for 400 to 450 yards, he's up there. He's been gaining strokes off the tee. And uh, Donnie Ross, he crushes Donald Ross designed courses everything really rates out for me except for putting which um, hopefully he can get a a hot putter Um, that's how you win so you know it was it was hard for me to pull the trigger on Ryan Moore but literally everything is locked into place except putting hopefully he can get that going I also have a bet uh, 75 to 1 on Doc Redman he's 10th in approach over that time span 23rd in opportunities gained, killing it off the tee, 13th par 4 scoring. I mean, everything uh, rates out for Redmond as well, except for the putting. This next guy we've been on a lot since the restart, and I can't imagine him having a poor week at Sedgefield. I really can't. So right off the bat, he's Top 20 in strokes gained at Sedgefield. He is a par 70 player. His form has been pretty good, aside from a little, you know, his putting's been off a little bit. He's third in approach over the last 24 rounds. He is second in opportunities gained, which means he's sticking the ball close or has eagle looks. He is a He's top 25 Donald Ross, if you sort by Donald Ross. He's gaining strokes off the tee pretty well. He's top 20 in the required par 4 range. He is, uh, you know, a pretty good eagle maker. He's a par 5 scorer. I cannot imagine Joaquin Neiman has a bad round this week. I mean, unless he's three putts on every green. So Joaquin Neiman at 65 to 1 will be added to the card as well. And then this last guy, you know, we've been on a little bit too. You know, you you love the hot irons, and Russell Henley has them. He's first in approach over that time time span, sixth in opportunities gained, and he is also a very good par 70 
player. So that will be the card. That's it. Um, the free bet on Webb at 11 to 1. And then Ryan Moore at 35 to 1. Doc Redman at 75 to 1. Joaquin Neiman at 65 to 1. And Russell Henley at 55 to 1. Okay, let's get into the DraftKings play. Let's quickly go salary tier by salary tier here in the above, and we'll say above 9,700. Um, you know, 10K is a nice round number, but there's only five guys right now. So Abraham answer, withdraw. He probably would have been a bet if he was not, um, if he didn't withdraw, because I, I really like the way answer is trending as well. So we have Kepka at 11.4, Webb at 11.2, Reed at 10.7, Fleetwood at 10.5, Casey at 10.3, and Rose at 9,900. My favorite from that area is probably Justin Rose, but Patrick Reed's a close second there. What I think I'm going to do is, you know, I think you really have to go either pretty much all in on Webb or um, pretty fade him pretty heavily, you know. Uh, he's going to be super popular. He's going to be touted by everyone. If you go across... His statistics, he pops an approach, he pops an opportunities gain. He's a great Bermuda putter. Uh, this is his course. He basically lives on the course. Named his daughter after the tournament. Webb is going to be extremely popular. So having that win bet equity on him right from the jump makes me think that I'll be a little bit underweight on him on DraftKings as a as a natural hedge. Now, you could go either way with that. Um, that's personal preference, I think. Um, I personally think he's going to do very well, but I'm kind of hedging against the win bet um, and not putting him in, in too many DK lineups. So Patrick Reed and Justin Rose will be my favorite from that area, and Paul Casey as well. I think I'm going to be off Brooks. I'm going to be off Tommy Fleetwood. Um, Casey, Rose, and Reed probably in that order. Um, Rose, Reed, Casey, excuse me. Rose, Reed, and Casey. As we dip into the, the low nines and the eights, my favorite plays in that range are Brendan Todd. He is just, uh, he's a great Bermuda putter, um, and his form is just immaculate, and he's gaining opportunities. Uh, he's top 20 in opportunities gain. He's just you know, he's just playing really well. At 8,900, it kind of worries me, especially if he's in contention and he goofs, gaffs again, um, because he's not really a great par 70 player, but I will have him. Um, I don't want Spieth or Sung J.M. who are on either side of him. I don't want Siwoo Kim. I think Siwoo Kim's going to be popular, and I'm just not about Siwoo Kim this week. He's not uh, he's not great from the par four ranges. He he loses strokes off the tee, which isn't great, which isn't you know greatly important this week. But not a big fan of Siwoo Kim. I would rather go to Shane Lowry, who is um, a really good par seventy player and has been um, you know a bit better on par fives. Sergio plays really well at Sedgefield. I'm going to take him just based on course history because he hasn't been striking his irons well. His approaches haven't been great. However, uh, if he can get the putter going, which he couldn't last week, but I am going to be in on Sergio. Um, just, you know, off the tee game is, has been really strong. I think he could put himself into position. One of these weeks, the irons and the putter is going to click. 
probably, you know, Sedgefield is his last chance, I think, for that to happen, um, given the, the ease of hitting Gers, and uh, hopefully it's this week for Serge. Chez, same thing. He pops an approach, pops an opportunity's gain. He's a great Bermuda putter, I mean, and he's a great par 70 player. So, I mean, Chez, I might add as a win bet, depending on his number. I think he's hovering around 60. I really like Chez Revy this week. Um, Kiz will be on uh, on my radar as well. I'm actually going to fade Brant Snedeker. Um, you know, defending champion, not in great form. Don't love him. Ryan Moore, obviously, I have a win bet on him. We talked about why he needs to be a play. Same thing with Joaquin Neiman. Corey Connors, uh, everything but putting, you know, is in line for him uh, if he can get the putter going. So I like Corey Connors. Obviously, Doc Redman and Henley, win bets on them. Down to Harold Varner. And now these are the guys that I'm going to have um, first-round leader bets on, pretty much the guys that I'm mentioning from here on out. Harold Varner just insanely dialed in with his irons. He's another guy that just needs the putter to get going. Rory Sabatini uh, has really good course history here. And I'm not usually a course history maven, but at Sedfield, this this specific Donald Ross par 70 design type course seems to suit Rory Sabatini pretty well. He ranks out 19th in my model. So he will be in the player pool this week. Same thing with Lanto. Lanto's in good form. Um, he pops uh, on approach and from that par for desired distance. I really like Lanto. Lucas Glover as well. These are all guys that are just, you know, hitting uh, that I'm that I'm taking from this low 7, 6K range. These are guys that are just hitting their irons well that are going to be on the green and that I trust can get the putter going. The reason I bring that up is because I just mentioned Lucas Glover, who I don't ever trust can get the putter going, but just have to have him on the squad because he is going to literally have a birdie putt uh, more so than most people this week. He just probably won't make them. Jim Furyk, um, the only issue for for Furyk is is you know par five scoring, but these par fives are pretty short, so I think Furyk can definitely get it done this week. Sam Burns is going to be a first round leader for me. Uh, Scott Stallings, my goodness, what form by I don't think Stallings has missed a cut. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think Stallings has missed a cut. He hit a first round leader for us a few weeks ago. Love him. Um, Brendan Grace, just too good of a player, just too too much of a class player to be down here in, at 7K. Cameron Davis, back on the Cameron Davis train. Of course, you know, his irons are fire. He plays par 70s decently well. Uh, his form is really good. He was up at the top of the Barracuda last week. Always love Jone Vegas um, when the field is a little bit weaker. Um, great first round leader, good form. Adam Long, uh, you know, just been throwing darts like the like the other guys that we have been mentioning. He's a you know, he's had he's tenth right now in opportunities gained. He's a great par four scorer from those desired ranges. He's a pretty good par seventy player, and his form overall is very good. Kyle Stanley, we know Kyle Stanley can hit the irons. Um, and he is also a great par four scorer from that desired range. Bryce Garnett. Uh, none, don't really love Bryce Garnett, but he rated out first from that par four range where there are seven of 18 holes. So I'm going to pull the trigger, have a little bit of Bryce Garnett, and then we're just getting uh, 
you know, into no man's land here. But I do like Sebastian Munoz. He has been, his approaches have been fire. His opportunities gained has, has been fire. And he's a really good par five scorer. So hopefully he could take advantage of those two par fives. CT Pan, he was in contention here uh, last year. He is really good par 70 Donald Ross player. And he has pretty good history at Sedgefield. Um good par five score and his irons have been good enough and then Tom Hoagie I watched a lot of Tom Hoagie this week and he impressed me he played pretty well um kind of fell apart towards the end of uh the PGA championship but man he is someone who I you know don't usually roster don't usually love the cheesesteak Hoagie but that I mean that's that's completely false I love cheesesteak Hoagies I just don't love Tom Hoagie um He's been good on approach, good on proximity, uh, the, the desired proximities. He's been gaining uh, opportunities. Great par 4 score, pretty good par 70 player. So I'll give him a shot at 6,500. Chase Seifert, Vaughn Taylor also in <clears throat> the player pool. They were starred. But I don't feel like they need to be really discussed. Okay, so I tweeted out my betting card, right? I didn't, you know, pretty much... The reason that I don't tweet out my betting card is because I want people to listen to this podcast. I, you know, I kind of feel like if I just threw up the betting card on Thursday morning or Wednesday night, people wouldn't click on the podcast. That's how you know the sponsorships would probably not be too happy if the listener numbers go down. But I got a lot of good feedback. A lot of people liked the fact that they could see who my bets were on paper. So what I'm going to do is put a link in the podcast description to a Google Doc or a Google Sheet, I should say, that brings up my betting card. Um, So if you do want to look at it on paper, that is where it is. But I'm not going to tweet it out because I feel like too many people would just, you know, not listen to the podcast. That wouldn't be good for me. So please continue subscribing, downloading, rating, etc., listening, and, and then I will, you know, leave the Google Doc link in the comments, or I should say in the description of the podcast. All right, good luck at the Wyndham Championship. Let's add to our three outrights and our three first round leaders so far in the restart. Let's get a fourth on both. All right, talk to you later. You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James.